You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. Today we're going to talk about structuring deals for the long-term viability of your company. Now, what does that mean? So uh, a lot of times when you are first starting to gain some momentum in um, whether it's getting business or whether it's getting uh, getting investments, uh, there's a sense of excitement that comes along with that, right? And, and let's be honest, not just a sense of excitement, but sometimes there's a sense of desperation. So um, when we're early on, we need things to get moving. So uh, we will negotiate from the standpoint of just wanting to close that deal and not from the standpoint of un- of understanding how that one particular deal works into it works in the larger context of how we want to grow and develop our business. So um, this plays out uh, very very much so when we talk about um, taking on investments, right? So um, money is the bl- the lifeblood of businesses. You need money in order to operate. You need money in order to grow. Uh, you need money to pay yourself as an entrepreneur because you know cable man will not keep on the cable if you say I'm an entrepreneur. I need a couple more days. Uh, no, they will cut you off um, pretty quickly, actually. Pretty, pretty quickly. Landlord wants his on the first or before the fifth at the latest. So, um, so you know, there are things that we need to uh, to invest in, things that we need to get in order to really start to, to grow the business. So um, a lot of people will try to get seed investments, so investments from family and friends. But one thing that's not often thought about is how does this seed investment Uh, How does this lead to the next thing? So if I'm taking on this seed investment, how am I taking it on and what is going to be the next step? So um, if you are taking on a seed investment and you're taking it on as straight equity, that means that you are giving up a piece of ownership in the business. And if you're giving up a piece of ownership now, if you know that you need to raise money later, understand that you're going to have to give up another piece of ownership later. So I've seen situations where you've had a business owner who needs an investment so badly that they're willing to give up a pretty significant amount of ownership. Now, what that does is when they try to figure out how they're structuring the subsequent round of fundraising um, and the seed round is typically the lowest round of capital that you raise. Uh, and then going forward, you will raise uh, you will raise larger amounts, which means that you have there's the potential of giving up larger amounts of equity. So I've seen people put themselves in situations where after that seed round, they, they really have very, very little room um, to give up equity. And if they do have to raise another round, they find themselves owning a minority share in their own company. Now, I'm not saying that owning a minority share in a company is bad, but if you ha- if you're put into that situation so early on because um, because of a need to take on money and because of a lack of strategy in raising that money, you may find yourself not really having ownership or control, true control of your company a lot sooner than than you would have thought. Um, so when you're so in, in that one context, when you're raising investments, when you're looking to bring people um, in, into the fold as either active investors or if somebody's just giving money and they're not going to be um, operating in any advisory role, 
um, understand how that works in the larger scheme. So figure, figure out how to work, maybe work other benefits in the deal. So rather than giving up 20% in the first investment, that you're, you're only giving up five or you're only giving up 10%. That way you have more wiggle room um, when you need to take on the next investment. Uh, likewise, when people are bringing on business partners, they may not really look at it in the context of, okay, well, I'm going to bring on this one business partner now, but how does this play out in the, in the grand scheme of things? Just had a conversation with uh, two different people who um, who started a business and they negotiated a deal with um, with their uh, other business partners and they ended up negotiating a 50-50 deal. Now, when I talked to each of them, I said, okay, well, why is it 50-50? Because a lot of people, they say, okay, well, if you have two people that own a business, it's going to be 50-50. That's usually not the case. So in both of the conversations I went through and I said, what is the value that each person brings to the table? And after you know a very brief conversation, it was clear that that there was one particular thing that the other person brought to the table and the rest of the business development growth, the full sustainability and viability of the company and everything that was that um, was needed in order to make sure this that this idea did not just remain solely an idea, but that it actually flourished into a business that was all encapsulated in one person. So, again, I asked what why is why is it that you form this to be 50 50? So um, those both of those individuals did not think about entering into those partnerships within the larger context of, OK, well, when we're five, six years down the road, what is this going to look like? Am I going to resent my business partner? Because I know I'm the one generating money. I'm the one that has led to all of this growth. And yes, they were there from the beginning. But the but the work and the amount of money that was put in by the actual business owners was not the same. Right. Um, so. When you are again, when you're structuring deals, think about it for the long term. For those people who are out there trying to close business, um, if you are in a, uh, a service space, especially understand that when you close deals with clients, that is an opportunity cost. So if you're working with one client, that means you have less time to work with other clients. So Mika, I know you in the service business. So um, have you ever closed a deal where you know that you charge the person too little? And because you charge a person too little and because everybody that you that you give a discount to wants um, double the amount of work that, that of the people that uh, pay regular price for your services. But right. But you get into that space where now you've discounted your price. So you so you're making less on that service. And now you have a situation where you can't expend the amount of time that you need or that you should in uh, working with either other clients or working at, at um, the other business development aspects. So um, the context of time is something that that need, that is often overlooked in structuring certain business deals. Um, again, people just want revenue through the door. They're not thinking, okay, well, what is the opportunity cost? What is this going to look like as it relates to um, to my time moving forward? And, you know, is is this money even even worth it in, in the grand scheme of things? Because if I'm going to take a, uh, let, we'll even call it a 20 percent haircut on my cost. But that puts me in a position to where I am not able to go out and um, and close three other clients that would have tripled what this one client was making me. Then it's, it's simply just not worth it. So um, deals are a very, very. Uh, strategic thing. And anytime you're, you are assessing the value of a deal, anytime 
um, you are assessing any transaction that you're entering into, you have to stay focused on the larger picture. You have to negotiate with an understanding that this is a step. This is not the whole staircase. This is a step. And the, and the terms in that deal, while they may not affect uh, directly other deals that you're going to enter into, indirectly it may um, lessen your ability to to generate revenue it may um, reduce uh, at a much greater rate the amount of ownership that you have in in a in a business as it, again as it relates to um, investments and giving up equity to take in cash um, or it may put you in a position to where you are stuck in a deal or in a transaction that you resent because you undervalued yourself and you did not think about uh, or the business and you did not think about that one transaction within the larger context of the business. So what I tell people is um, anytime you're, lo you're looking to negotiate a deal, the first thing that you need to do is sit down and ask, what do I want out of this deal? Second thing that you need to ask is how does this deal get me closer to the goals that I've set out? And if you haven't set out goals for, for the business, you need to do that first, obviously. But you have to be able to work it, work backwards into negotiating a deal like that because it will keep you focused on the larger term. So again, what do I want out of this deal? And how does this deal get me closer to my goal? Because if the deal doesn't get you closer to the goal, uh, to the goal or... Um, and you're not able to get out of it what you want, then you may not need to enter into that deal. Don't don't cut off your nose to, to spite your face, right? If, exactly. If, if, this is some very, very good advice, Jamal. And it's something that I think, especially, I think everyone that is in business has gone through this. And oh. it's something I would love for us to, this, we could have a whole show on this. Like, when is a deal good for you and good for your business? And I know that, Black women right now, we are the fastest growing population of small business owners right now. And how many of us are in this situation? And how do you really go about saying no? Do you have the guts to say no to something that's actually going to drain your business? Exactly. So let's think about continuing this conversation for sure. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And and I always tell people if you're not if you're not negotiating with the sense of being willing to walk away from the deal, you will almost always get taken advantage of. Once again, this has been Legally Binding, brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.